Welcome to Stir It Up. It is August, no, not August, September 8th. I don't know why I thought it was August, September 8th. Uh, This is the last night of uh, a day without the NFL. Uh, We have less than 24 hours until we have kickoff officially at kickoff week one official of the NFL. And then it's off and running. We got games and games and games just from here on out. I love the feel of just the fall. Don't you? Just NFL every weekend, yeah. college football yeah. every weekend, just nonstop. Leaves are changing colors. My heart's pumping. My fantasy team's looking sharp. I'm ready to yep. fucking go. Yep. Um, so today we're going to talk about uh, college football week two, technically, uh, NFL week one. And then we'll, we're going to start right now with a little Ryder Cup talk. Um, I know golf ended last weekend, but Ryder Cup team got finalized today. Um, pretty much, I would say 10 guys we kind of thought were going to be on the team. Um, as a, as the the first six qualified, the other four we thought were going to get picked, Jordan Spooks, Andrew Shoffley, Harry, Harry English, and Tony Fina, we thought those four would get picked. It was the last two spots where we were like, huh, we'll see who we were arguing the last two. The last two ended up being Daniel Berger, who played really well, and Scotty Scheffler, who I thought was kind of, Kind of different. You would notice how uh, Patrick Reed wasn't on there, Mr. Captain America. Yeah, man, it uh, it definitely was a shock to see both. Yeah. Obviously, I'm a huge Scotty Scheffler fan. I love him. Most people do, man. He's an awesome player. He's rookie of the year last year, but um, he was definitely a shock as well as uh, Berger to get selected. Uh, yeah. At least in my opinion, um, to leave Patrick Reed off, man, that's that's tough. He's he's a Ryder Cup fucking legend. I know how much, you know, I fucking hate him. Yeah. I know a lot of, you know, people that watch golf, um, you know, aren't too fond of Patrick Reed just for some of the shit he's done. Obviously, he's cheated and yeah, um, has been caught cheating. Uh, but, dude, he does – he gets in those Europeans' heads, man, um, and he makes putts. He makes putts. And I think – He's got, wonder, he, he's got an outstanding record, too. Yeah, outstanding record. I wonder how much of that um, – him going to the hospital and being hospitalized had to play in the decision if he's going to play or not. Because he was hospitalized for a while. He didn't even play at all. He played in the True. tour champ. He played in the tour championship. That was the only tournament he played in. But he didn't play in the, the um, Northern Trust, and he didn't play in the BMW. So I wonder if that had anything to do with it. He played in the championship? He played in the tour championship, but I think he got last. I don't think he well, played. Well, pretty got last because he withdrew. Oh, okay. Uh, well, 29th. Uh, yeah, I mean, that could have been a thing. But, I mean, he still has a month to prepare. Yeah. Yeah. So, we'll see. Um, I thought that was cool. I like the picks. I'm not I'm not hating on Daniel Berger no. or Sheffler. I like the picks. I will say our team is there's a lot of young guys, which means a lot of these guys can be on this Ryder Cup team for many, many years to come. Um, I think everyone except for DJ and Harris English are all in their 20s, which might be, I don't know when the last time that happened. I feel like there's always been some guys that are in their 30s. Um, I mean, Harris English, I know, is in his late 30s. Brooks is, or DJ's in his early 30s. But everyone else is, I mean, we got Colin Marco is 24. And then a bunch of other guys who are 26 to 30. So I think it's going to be a young team. I think this will be a team that will be sticking together for a long time. Um, I hope they gel together well. 
and they play well against the Europeans. They need a, need a big win here in a couple of weeks. All right, let's move on to what we're all excited about, and that is football this weekend. We'll start with college football. Not as many big games going into week two as there was week one. Obviously, week one, they always have those SEC, ACC matchups, Big Ten, starting the season off hot. They always have those big week ones. But there are some big games going on this week. Um, Technically, it's supposed to be big games. Iowa, Iowa State, I believe, is going to be the best game of the week. Um, It was a good game last year, even during COVID. And then we have two, I think it's top 15 teams in the country going at it. And I think it's in Ames, Iowa, if I'm not mistaken. If I'm completely wrong, it is going to be a great game. It's at Iowa State. It's at Iowa State, so it's in Ames. Um, kind of wish it was a blackout in uh, in in Iowa Hawkeye night game, um, but you know Iowa, Iowa State and Ames. I think it'll be a great game. I mean, a little betting thing. Yeah, I'm looking under, forward to that game. The under over was 46. We'll say our picks after we talk a little bit about it, but there's just a little thing there. Yeah, I think another great game is going to be Air Force Navy. Oh, little serviceman action, huh? Yeah, twelve thirty, man. I gotta love those day games. Gotta love. You just got the triple option going all fucking day. The beer. <laughs> <laughs> That's the beer, great. right? Nothing better than the servicemen just doing the doing the beer the triple option all day, every day. Dude, sometimes those triple option teams can be good. I mean, Navy's had those They're teams. They're nasty. Where- Maybe you had some teams where they were nasty for a couple of years and they just for sure. beat some SEC teams, power five. Air teams. Force is solid too. I'm pretty sure Air Force is favored in that game. Uh, think, not yeah. by much. I think the spread's close, but yeah. I'll that. go with Air Force just because I'm a Mountain West guy. Yeah. And then I think the last big game of the of the evening between we oh, we said Ohio State, Oregon. Um I didn't say Ohio State, Oregon, but Ohio State, Oregon. Is another top twenty-five matchup. I'm ref- I think right. Ohio State jumped up to three in the AP rankings, and Oregon dropped to twelve after a win against Fresno State. Like I was talking, they shouldn't have won. They got lucky, but I, I, my question is: is is there going to be a running clock in Columbus? If there's a running clock in Columbus, it'll be. Um, I think it's going to be a blowout. Payton left. He has to go grab a beer or something. So I'll just talk to you guys here pretty quickly. Do we cut this out? No, we're not cutting this out. We'll cut. Leave this in here. Sorry, I forgot I had Entourage in the background. <laughs> I heard Ari just going off, man. Great show uh, if you never watch Entourage, but sorry, go ahead. Ruth. Is there going to be a running clock in Columbus this weekend or no? There I should be. I think Ohio State's going to put it on a man. Uh, Oregon looked like ass. And I do think if Thibodeau plays, obviously it makes a difference. Um, yeah. I'm not sure if he's been cleared yet. I think it's still on the table. He's day to day. But yeah, I, I mean, personally, I, I like that Ohio State yeah. matchup. I think I like it's Ohio be State. easily covered. And even if, if Thibodeau does come back, how much of that sucks for the Pac 12, though? Yes. How much of that? Um explosiveness does he lose if he does come back and tries to play through it i know that's what they're shooting for i think that's the reason why they held him out against fresno state um he was still able to run around but he wasn't the same so i think they held him out put him on a boot immediately and just like all right now we're looking towards ohio state right now we need you against the top five team in the country so yeah i don't think you risk it no well we'll see i think uh 
I think that might be a blowout. And then Washington and Michigan is another uh, Pac-12 Big Ten matchup. Does Washington bounce back after losing to an FCS team last weekend? I don't think so. I don't think so. Um, Michigan's top receiver is off the year, I mean, it wasn't even a good FCS team, right? I mean, Montana's middle of the pack. They scored one touchdown. Yeah, 13-7. Exactly. Um, And Michigan didn't look terrible. Uh, They definitely put up some points, and it's going to be at the big house, so UW's obviously going to have some nerves there. And it's Jimmy Lakes, the UW football coach. He took over for Peterson last year, I think was his first year. Yeah. Um, So, I mean, his team doesn't really have – you know, any experience playing in front of a crowd like the big house. Yeah, no. Um, and with an unexperienced quarterback that just looked like shit against Montana, yeah. I will take the Wolverines by a long shot. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I'd, even though Michigan's best receiver, which I, do, I think will affect them later on the season, was to start playing some better team or I guess better teams, but um, Big Ten conference teams, um, I still don't think Michigan. I mean, Michigan looked pretty freaking good last weekend. I mean, I think they put up 48 points, which is a lot for Michigan. Um, I think they played pretty well. We'll see how – I think they'll – I don't think it's going to be another close game between – unfortunately, the Pac-12 won't look good this weekend against the Big Ten. Um, I don't think they will, but we hope they can, you know, keep it semi-close. I wish it was USC-Michigan. Yeah, it, it always seems like, you know, that's a, that's, the, that's a problem with, like, scheduling out so far in advance. Um. I mean, I bet you, or obviously, in Oregon and Washington, and Michigan have these, have these games locked in like 2016, when USC and UCLA were both bad, and now USC and UCLA are the two best teams in the Pac-12 right now. Um, but yeah, hey, we got the red, we got the Reds tra- traveling down to uh, uh, Tempe to take on the Devils. Oh, top 25 team right there. I think they just hopped in the, the Reds. No. Oh, Arizona State? Yeah, well, not the Rebels. <laughs> the Rebels yeah, are I'm telling you what, man. As soon as Tate Martell takes over the UNLV football program, we will not lose a game. Yeah, okay. We'll Facts. see. We'll see. Um, and then Fresno State has the out, the uh, Big West juggernaut, uh, Cal Poly. Um, we'll see how they do. I think they're going to blow them out. They just got to get ready. They, Fresno State has a big game next weekend uh, against UCLA, so that's going to be another good one. So, like we said last week, uh, last episode, that we're going to have a ton of picks for the NFL and college football. Right mm-hmm. now, we will talk about our college football picks, run them off. Uh, we're going to go back and forth. I'll say one, Payne, I'll say the other. Um, all of my picks for college football, get this out there now, are – single bets no parlays it's just all just one i'm not doing a freaking 19 parlay the crowd will be notified when it's a parlay yes there we go so every every bet is a single bet i'm gonna start off kansas versus coastal carolina who is number 17 in the country the jayhawks versus the chancellors that were there i don't even know who they are the chanticleers chanticleers there we go I'm not picking a side because Coastal was favored 18 and a half. And I didn't like that bet. Even though Kansas does suck, even though they did, they did have a win last weekend and they stormed the field against an FCS team. But I took the over on the bet. The over was 52. I think 
if anything, it'll be a high scoring game if Coastal does win by beating the spread. That's though. tomorrow, right? Yeah, they play tomorrow night. Uh, I got the over. It's 52 and a half. Kansas, Coastal, Carolina. That's my bet number one. Um, my first one I've got rallied off here is uh, I've got Toledo going Ooh. up to South Bend, Notre Dame. I, I know they're going to cover. They're going to cover the seventeen and a half points. Minus one ten is the uh, the odds on that. But seventeen and a half points Toledo at Notre Dame. Did you pick Toledo because? Well, Maction, baby. Maction, and did Brian Kelly execute all of his players? I think one or two might be uh, <laughs> stuffed away in a locker. So I'm going to go with Toledo. I've always liked Toledo as a football program. I usually started out there um, in NCAA football on the Xbox. Yep. So let's fucking rock Toledo. All right. My next pick is, like I talked about, Ohio State, Oregon being a blowout. I'm taking Ohio State in the points. That's just cash. That's an absolute lock, 14 and a half against Oregon at home against a – a rough looking Pac 12 team. Obviously, it's going to blow. I think they'll win by 30, but I'm taking the Ohio State in the points 14 and a half. I like it. I'm with you. I think Ohio State is easily going to cover that. Yeah. Um, that might be in the first half. Yeah. Uh, my next bet, I'm going to take Rutgers money line against Syracuse on the road. Uh, Rutgers put up 61 points last week against Temple. Temple's usually a, you know, they're not decent. terrible. Yeah. They're, they're not terrible. They usually have a pretty good defense too yeah and 61 points Rutgers is back man they got uh who's that coach Shiano Greg, Greg Shiano man Shiano, man <laughs> so they're gonna go to Syracuse uh money lines minus 135 so pretty good odds there yeah um I'm gonna say two right here because they're both the same game um Iowa Iowa State I have Iowa plus four and a half I'm taking Iowa and then I'm also taking the over on 46 and a half. I think it's a rivalry game. Games are always closer than you think. And I think both teams can, I mean, both teams scored some points last weekend. So I'm taking the over at 46. That seems kind of low. Um, so I think that's an easy cash for both of them. Yeah, it makes sense, man. Iowa State's got uh, Brock Purdy. He's yeah. obviously been there for a while. So hopefully they can put up some points. Um, I'm going with a game we talked about, Michigan UW. Uh, Michigan's only minus seven, um, and it's minus 105. So uh, the odds makers think that's going to be a pretty close game. I do not. I think mm. Jim Harbaugh is going to dial it up, um, and they'll win at least by uh, a pair of touchdowns. Yeah. Um, my next is the old battle of the Mormon state, BYU and Utah. I love this rivalry game because they have the old USC, UCLA, both were the home unis against each other. I love just the red and the royal just going against each other. I'm taking the BYU, BYU plus six um, against Utah. I believe BYU is at home. I'm not mistaken, but it, but it doesn't make me change my bet. I mean, I think BYU will win. Not win, but they'll cover. Um, I still think Utah is a better team. They have been the last couple of years, but I think it'll be closer than six points. And it seems like it always has been. Every time I watch that game, they go to double overtime. For sure. Um, my next one, I'm going with uh, good old Hugh Freeze, um, Liberty minus four against Troy. Um, also coming in at minus 110, so great odds there. Uh, Liberty's gonna hammer him, yeah. 
my next bet is USC is going to blow out Stanford. Stanford. Stanford just got boat raced by Kansas State. Um, I got USC minus 17 and a half against uh, Stanford. I don't think it'll be close. I think Stanford will just keep chugging along. Um, I think it's an easy cash. You mean USC will keep chugging along? Yeah, USC will keep chugging along. Did I say Stanford? Dude, that's yeah, USC Stanford, Stanford keep... man. Those games are usually pretty, pretty Did tight. Did you watch Stanford? They couldn't I move mean, the football. That's a week one, man. It doesn't matter. Couldn't move I mean, the football. I, I, love, I love USC, so I mean, I, I hope USC they can cover the will... seventeen and a half. I definitely think they'll win the game. Yeah. Um, but my next one, I'm gonna go. A uh, little shout out to my brother, but Hawaii against Oregon State. Um, I think Hawaii is going to cover the 11 and a half points. Also go. at minus 110. Uh, I have two more. How many do you got left? I have two more. Oh, perfect. Um, back to the for Ohio college State, football. For college football. Back to the Ohio State Oregon game. I have the over. The over is 58 and a half. I think if I think the game's going to be a final of. 48 to 24, something around that range. So that easily covers that. So I got the Ohio State Oregon over at 458 and a half. Nice. I'm, I'm going to go with uh, Colorado State minus seven against Vandy, baby. Roll Mountain West. Vandy yep. just put up three points against an FCS school. Yeah. Um, so let's see if Colorado State, the good old Rams, uh, can do something. This one's kind of a shocker. North Texas last weekend scored 46 points. SMU scored 55. I'm taking the over. 72 and a half. It's going to be just a shit. SMU? SMU. Oh, dude, I love SMU. <laughs> Fuck yeah, they're sweet school. Great I, unions. I saw, I saw the, the, the under over at 72 and a half, and I was like, wow, that's not – that's a lot of freaking points. And then I looked up their scores, and it was – uh, North Texas scored 46. SMU scored 55. I'm like, gives it cash easy. I mean, they almost scored. A, I think that, that's 100. So I think I think it'll be just an absolute just blow up, like just absolute shootout track meet up and down the field. Um, if you wanna, if you wanna watch some some guys get in the end zone, watch that game. I like it. It's a lot of fucking points. <laughs> a lot of points. I can see everyone it. 42, loves, 41. Everyone loves points, man. Uh, but my last one, I'm gonna I'm gonna roll with uh, Texas minus seven against uh, Arkansas. Um, oh gonna, yeah, yeah. I was a little uh, I thought about this one because it is at Arkansas, um, but I think Sarkeesian uh, will do all right at Texas this year. You know what's funny? Um, is I think I he missed... learned. I think he learned something from Saban. You know what's funny? I have it right here. I picked it. I forgot to say it. I'm also taking Texas against Arkansas minus six and a half. <laughs> Hook them. I Hook think them. I think horns up, baby. horns up. I I think the uh, the reason why I picked that game one. I think Texas when I watch them play against Louisiana, Texas just look fast, just flying all over the field. Um, I think they have they've always had the athletes, but I think Sark is a good coach. He has a good good play caller, so I think they'll go in the SEC and win. Um, and I always think Arkansas is just kind of down, especially after Brent being a month just left. Um, but I, yeah, I'm one with you. Texas minus six and a half, even though it is in Fayetteville. I still think Texas goes in there and wins. 
That's it yeah, for like college it. football picks. I have a nine total. I believe Peyton had seven. Um, we yep. will put out a graphic on Saturday morning um, of all of the picks out there so you guys can follow along and tweet at us if we're idiots for taking him or get mad at us or if there's a bad beat, let us know. Um, let's move on to some NFL, finally, NFL week one. Um, I just wrote down a bunch of questions going into week one. Just things I'm thinking going into the season and what's going to happen. Um, I'll ask you this question. What do you think is the most intriguing thing that could happen or you're excited to see what happens going into the season? Like, like the season thinking, overall or week no, one? Just week one. Just week one in general. Like, I, I guess I would say I'm intrigued to see, like, how Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, like, plays in week one in a meaningful football game. Um, yeah, they played in preseason, but Trevor Lawrence is starting off division opponent. I know it's the Texans, but it's still a division opponent. And then Zach Wilson faces his old uh, protege, I guess you would say, with Sam Darnold and the Panthers. So I wonder how those two, team, those two guys are going to play. Yeah. Um, and Mac Jones. And Mac Jones is going to play another rookie. Another question was, does Justin Fields get on the field Monday night, Sunday night football against the Rams? And if he does get on the field, how many plays? And is it just gimmicky plays? Or do you think he's actually going to get on the field? Dude, it's, a, it's tough, man. Because this is how I look at it right now. We're obviously predicting the AFC North and NFC North today. Yeah, yeah. Um, if we can make the playoffs with Mitch Trubisky, I mean, Andy Dalton is – far superior than Mitchell Trubisky. Do you think that, huh? I do. I mean, he can hit a guy in his chest. Yeah. You know what I mean? From 10 yards away. Uh, Mitch can't do that. Yeah. Um, But obviously, I want Fields to come in and fucking play. So that sucks. Yeah. uh, Because I think he obviously is 10 times better than fucking Andy Dalton. It's not even close. He couldn't hold fucking Fields' jockstrap. The only reason why I asked that question was because I mean, Matt Nagy job is on the line, depending if Justin Fields is good and if they win. If they go down, if it's halftime and they're down 24 to 7 and Andy Dalton's look like crap, do you bring Justin Fields in in the second half against the, the Rams? It is Sunday night football, but I mean, you got to look good. You can't just look like crap with Andy Dalton. If you just picked up, you got to, everyone's going to be looking. I know they're going to be talking about him the whole game. You know, hey, Justin Fields is on the sideline. Oh, Andy Dalton, another pick. That happens. Do you think they – No. You don't think they're him out there? They don't know no. They bring in Nick Foles because oh, he's a comeback God. legend. He's a comeback legend in the second half. You bring in Nick Foles for the for game one, and then you start Fields week two because you oh. get the win. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> we oh, did it against my. the Falcons last year. He came in through like four tutties. Oh. We won the game. Oh, my God. And there we go. I could only imagine watching that football game. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Nick Foles. Comes Here comes in. Nick Foles. <laughs> Big Dick Nick. Unreal. Big Dick Nick. All right. My second, I guess, third question, third or fourth question was um, just going in. Is Jameis going to be the same old Jameis or is it going to be the new, improved Sean Payton Jameis? They have a tough matchup against the Packers. So I, th- it'll be a big game for him. I don't sure. think you're going to get a 
fully improve Jameis, but I do think we are going to get a far superior Jameis than what we saw in Tampa Bay. Yeah, he's gotten a lot of stuff. He had like eye surgery. He's obviously been working his ass off, man. He's lost a lot of weight. Um, and I think he he's hungry for it. I think he yeah. kind of when Tampa Bay just kind of kicked him to the curb after thirty tutties and signed Brady. It kind of was just a wake up for him. Um, yeah. And yeah, we'll see what we get. Obviously, Sean Payton's a hell of a coach. So he's going to get people open for him. Yeah. I want. I think. I wonder if Payton at the start of the game off it was going to be. Um, I don't wonder if he's going to ease and kind of into it. I mean, this is his first game in the system. Yes, he's been in there for a year, but I wonder if he's going to try and, you know, ease him in, get some little dink and dunk screens with Kamara. I mean, you have one of the best running, best explosive players in your backfield. I mean, if you really don't, you don't have to force it. It's crazy to think that, oh, he has Kamara's help. He was in just in Tampa Bay with Chris Godwin and Mike Evans. It wasn't like there were some bad players over there. Um, so I, I just wonder if he's going to, you know, turn the ball over once it gets later in the game. But, hey, if he turns the ball over, it turns the ball over. All I know is I'm excited to watch Jameis go huck it around and see what happens. Yeah, I'm excited to watch him play again for sure. Yeah. And then my last question is for the game tomorrow night. Um, do you think the Bucks just keep chugging along if they did last year? Don't miss a, don't miss a beat. Just blow up Dallas, um, and if they do, um, if they don't, I mean, if they don't, does Dallas just look like everyone was hoping Dallas would look after Hard Knocks? That's just kind of. I wonder if it's Dallas. So it's so hard to predict not only Week One games. Oh yeah. But Cowboy games. Yeah. Because they have talent. Oh, everywhere. But they're just cursed. They're the Cowboys. Yeah. Um. I was looking at that money line, man, plus 360 Cowboys was like, you know, almost like worth sprinkling just because it is week one. Who knows? Maybe the Buccaneers lay an egg just kind of. Yeah, I wouldn't say flat, but it is in Tampa Bay. That's where it's like, I don't see him laying an egg. If it was in Dallas, I could see sprinkling a little bit on the Cowboys. Yeah. Yeah. But I just think Tampa Bay is going to come out and fucking blow them out of the water. Yeah, Um, they're loaded. Defense, offense, both lines. I mean, they brought everyone back. Every single starter they brought back. Actually, I think they brought all 53 guys back, if I'm not mistaken, which I don't know if that's heard of, but or most of the guys, except for the draft picks. But I hate the Cowboys, so I hope they get their ass kicked. Yeah, we'll see. Um, That was my only questions for those, like, those games. I'm excited to to see. I'm also, as a Raiders fan, I'm wondering how that – how the new improved – defense new and improved i guess you would say defense is going to be with gus bradley and those guys um against the ravens which is going to be a tough one monday night football um i could have been against your fantasy quarterback could have been against my fantasy quarterback (laughs) could have been did you talking about the raiders did you see what Keyshawn johnson said on first take this morning I did. Keyshawn Johnson, you need to lay off the peyote, brother. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Everyone was like, go get him a drug test. I need if to guys, get a beer, though. If you guys uh, – I'll explain the story while you grab a beer. Okay. Um, if you guys didn't see the video, I mean, you can look it up on Twitter. It wouldn't be too hard. I think he was tre- – I think Keyshawn's trending right now. Um, but he was on a first take, and – Molly asked Steve Nain to name his elite quarterbacks, and Steve Nain named Aaron Rodgers, the typical four, Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes, 
Um, Aaron, did I say Aaron Rodgers? Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady, and I believe there's Russell Wilson were like his four guys who was talking about being elite, elite. And then Molly turned to Keyshawn and was like, Keyshawn, do you have anyone to add to that? And Keyshawn was like, I mean, I like Derek Carr. And Stephen A just was like, are you – what What did you just – hold on, Keyshawn. Like, we got to talk about this. So, I thought it was funny. Derek Carr is a great quarter. I think he's a good quarterback. Do I think he's elite? No. He hasn't proved to be elite. You have to – I mean, you have to prove – you got to win Super Bowls in order to prove you're an elite quarterback. He's slightly – I mean, you got to go to the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's slightly above average. I think he's a he, he's a definitely above average. I think he's the top – 12 quarterback in the NFL. I think if you have like above average, he's like just right below it. I think he's definitely above He just it. fumbles too much, bro. I mean, he fucking eats popcorn every game, it seems like. Every yeah, ball can, just comes out of yeah. his fucking small hands. I see him in Burger King commercials every week. <laughs> I just think, you know, when you throw for over 4,000 yards and have a pass rating of 70 almost every year, um, I think you are definitely above average an above average quarterback and he's been in I don't even know six systems in his NFL career he's been in the league for nine years or something like that um so I, I think it's it's just the fact of everyone's like oh you know I'm away for the defense you know we, they got a couple more years blah, blah blah I'm like dude these after like three more years two more years you have to pay Derek Card more money you're gonna have to pay Darren Waller, you're gonna have to pay Josh Jacobs, you have to pay Max Crosby. There's all these guys you're gonna have to pay. I'm like, if you want to win, you gotta win now. And that's the that's the worry that I hope they make the playoffs, but I don't. It's one they're in a really tough division, and the AFC is loaded. So I just don't. We'll see how it goes. I'm. I mean, I'm thinking positive, but we'll see what happens. I'm looking at. I'm just looking at his numbers. He's played in 110 games. How many touchdowns off the top of your head do you think he's thrown in 110 games? I would say over 250. He's thrown for 170 touchdowns in 110 games. That's it? That's like 1.2 a game. I don't. I wouldn't call that elite. Yeah, that's true. I didn't think about that. I mean, yeah. I'll give it to you. He does – he, at times, he throws a great deep ball. Yeah. I mean, if you take those stats from when they played the Chiefs last year, just those two games, he outplayed Max Mahomes. He had, he had like, 20 less uh, passing yards than him. He had, like, 10 – no, he had, like, 25 less attempts. He had two more touchdowns, and his price rating was, like, 115, 114.9. And – Mahomes as well as like 98. Um, so we'll see, you know, the problem is, is I think the Raiders problem is not the players. I think it's more of the front office and the executives. I think they've kind of fucked over the last couple of years of drafts. Um, I mean, you can't draft two third round picks and trade them before or trade them slash cut them before they even play it down for you. When you are saying all oh, these guys are going to be starters. I mean, you, we just, they just cut this outside linebacker who they've been wanting to play outside linebacker, and they cut him. And then last year they drafted a third-round pick, and they traded him like three days after the draft. So, I don't know. I think that's just a, you could have found some starters in there if you're going to 
if you're going to draft some, I mean, it's not seventh round guys, they're third round guys that most of the time third round guys are guys that start for five, six years and become, you know, role guys. You, you can't just trade those guys away after a year and not even have them play down for you. It's just kind of a waste of a pick. But do you want to do picks first or do you want to do predictions first? Let's do predictions. Okay. Just bust it out. Yeah. All right. Um, I will start with the we'll start with the AFC North. Um, I think this division's tough. But I think towards the end of the season, I think these two teams will kind of take away from everyone else. The other two. Excuse me. In last place, I have Cincinnati five and twelve. I don't think they can compete in this division. I think they'll pick up some other wins every now and then. Um, but I just don't think they can compete in this division. They're the Bengals. Their defense is awful. They can score points, but I don't think they can win many games. And third place with a big fall off, and I think this is might be Big Ben's last year. I think the Steelers go eight and nine. Um, if it was a 16-game season, they go eight and eight. If it was 17 games, I think they go eight and nine. I don't think they are anywhere near as good as Baltimore or Cleveland on both sides of football. And now TJ Watt is thinking about sitting out until he gets a new sign, a new deal. So that could hurt their defense. Um, in second place, I have Cleveland at 10 and seven. I think they're a great football team. I think um, the only thing that could hold them back from a couple ones is depending on how Baker Mayfield plays. I think on both offense and defensive side of the football, they're really good. And then I think the best team in their division who has been the best team in their division the last couple of years is Baltimore. I think they go 11 and six. The only reason why that, I think they have less wins than they had the last couple of years is because um, I think they split with Cleveland and Baltimore and, since, and Pittsburgh is always a, just a defensive battle. Um, and I feel like Pittsburgh always plays Baltimore well. So I think it's going to be 11 and six. Baltimore always also has to play the, uh, AFC West, so I think they may get maybe have like one or two losses in there with the Chiefs and the Chargers and the, or the Raiders, one of those two. So that's my AFC North, Baltimore first, Cleveland second, Pittsburgh third, Cincinnati in last place. Yeah, I've got Cincinnati last place, um, five and twelve. Yeah, same thing as me. Yeah, I think Joe Burrow is going to have a pretty solid year. Um, I just don't think they have enough on the defensive side of the ball for sure. Yeah. Um, they definitely have some offensive weapons at the receiver position. So um, I'm and they didn't fix to watch their Joe off- Burrow throw to them. And, Pitt- and Cincinnati didn't even fix their offensive line problems from last year. They, in the draft. they drafted a receiver, which is far from offensive line. Yeah. They had to get chased. Though. That's uh, yeah. Burrow's boy. But uh, in third place, I have the Baltimore Ravens. Um, I think they're going to take a step back this year. Um, obviously, people found out Lamar Jackson struggles throwing the football. Um, Did you just say third place? Third place in the AFC North, the Baltimore Ravens. They lost Matthew Judon to uh, the Patriots. That was one of their big defensive players. They do have great defensive backs still, um, but I think they're going to go 9-8. and eight. Game above 500 might get into the playoffs. We'll see. Probably not. Um, but second place, I have the Steelers. Um, I think T.J. Watt's going to play. Um, and if he does play, they obviously have one of the best defenses in the NFL. Um, and they have, I mean, great weapons at wide receiver. Deontay Johnson, Claypool, 
uh, Juju, um, and then they got Najee Harris. So I think they have a little bit more of a balance to them this year. I think he's going to run the rock a little bit better and have mm-hmm. fresher legs than James Conner. Um, so, yeah, I think the Steelers will be all right, 10-7. and seven. And then I have the Cleveland Browns going 12-5 and five this year. You got Miles Garrett and Jadavian Clowney on the same defensive line. I think that might yeah. be one of the scariest defensive lines I've ever seen. Um, and I think Baker, obviously, I think he's going to take a leap this year just because of what happened last year. Um, he, you know, he had some success, got him to the playoffs, and I think he can build off that. They got Odell coming back off that ACL. Um, and they're, you know, they've got weapons everywhere. Chubb, Hunt, um, you know, it's lightning and thunder right there yeah. in the backfield. Yeah. Um, and then they got Hooper. They're just balanced all around. Defensive yeah. side of the ball, offensive side of the ball. Um, and I think they'll have a great season, shockingly. Wow. Cleveland's back. Wow. Can't believe you have Baltimore third, but uh, eh, these are predictions. All right. This NFC North in last place, who I think could be in the running for the number one overall pick next year is the Detroit Lions. And I feel like we say that every year. I think they go three and 14. I think they're just, I don't think they're very good. Uh, I don't think Jared Goff helps them at all. If anything, they get worse. Um, I just, yeah, Detroit is Detroit. Uh, tied for second, I guess you would say tied for third or whatever. I got Minnesota at eight and nine. Um, I think Minnesota has injury problems like they always do every year. They, I think Curse Cousins is holding it back. I think if they get another quarterback or um, if they're, I, mean, I just don't think they can get to the playoffs as long as, as, long as Kirk Cousins is their quarterback. I think they go. Um, eight and nine, just like they did last year, or eight and eight, I guess, eight and nine. And then I have Chicago at eight and nine as well. I have Chicago on eight and nine strictly off of the fact that Matt Nagy said uh, Andy Dalton is going to be the starter for the, at week one. I think if Andy Dalton plays more than four games, I think they will go one and three to own oh four in those four. Um, and then they're just trending uphill after that treading water when Justin Fields comes in and it'll take him for a couple of games to get loose. And then I think they go on a hot run at the end, but I do think they end the season eight and nine. And then in first place who has been the first place, I feel like every year in this division is the green Bay Packers and they're going to go 13 and four. Um, I think it is almost going to be an Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams, FU tour. Uh, they're going to go to every place and just try and fuck everybody up. Um, uh, put as many points on the board um, and hopefully, you know, maybe in the off season, they both get signed together. But yeah. Green base, Chicago, Minnesota, Detroit. Yeah. I have Detroit um, as well being um, one of the worst teams in the division three and 14. Yeah. Um, I think they'll sneak out a couple wins. Um, I like their coach, Dan Campbell. I think he'll find a way to just to get a couple wins, <laughs> but obviously they're going to be in the running for the number one. Obviously, they won't get it because the Houston Texans aren't going to win a football game. Uh, but moving on, third place, I have the Minnesota Vikings going 7-10. and 10. Um, Just like you, um, they always have injuries. I think this could be Mike Zimmer's last year as their coach. Yep. Um, I just think they need to change the scenery for their culture. Yeah. Um, we'll see if it's Cousins last year, too. I'm not sure about that. But the Bears, I have two records. Uh-oh. 
I have the Bears with Andy <laughs> Dalton. With Andy Dalton going 10 and 7. Oh, my Lord. Okay, you are crazy to tell me that the Chicago Bears with Mitchell Trubisky can get to the playoffs and they can't get to the playoffs with Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton's thrown for 4,000 yards twice. Did you see him play Mitch Trubisky year? did not even get close to 4,000 yards. I don't care how, who he played for last year. The Cowboys are a disaster. He's in Chicago now. Okay? Fair weather. Oh the Red Rifle with Andy Dalton can go 10-7, and seven, strictly off of our defense, obviously. Jesus. Um, but with Fields... By if, if if Justin Fields plays by week three, we go eleven and six. <laughs> He's electric. Our team's electric. Matt Nagy's bald head's going to lead us to the playoffs once again, like he always does. Um, and we're going to shit on everybody, especially the Green Bay Packers. <laughs> well, you have them. In, you have them in seconds. You're not shit on the Bears. <laughs> First place, I have the Green Bay Packers. Unfortunately, going eleven and six. Oh, I don't boy. think the record's going to be as good. But I do think I, ha- I have a bold prediction after this as well. Um, but I do think Devontae Adams and Rodgers are going to shit on the NFL. Yeah. Absolutely take a dump on every single defensive back this year. What is um, your uh, big? Uh... So I did a couple picks, okay. a couple bets. I have an MVP bet. MVP bet. I have an MVP bet. The NFL MVP this year is going to be Devontae Adams. Wow. After, after he breaks Randy Moss's single-season touchdown record with Aaron Rodgers. Um, oh, love that. And I, I think Aaron Rodgers is going to be the humble guy and push for Devontae to win it. That'd be nice. Like during interviews and stuff. Yeah. My offensive rookie of the year, and that's at plus 10,000, by the way, Devontae Adams. That's not uh, – he's not one of the top top dogs to win. Obviously, yeah. it's quarterbacks. Yeah. Um, offensive rookie of the year, Mac Jones, plus 500. I think he's going to lead the Patriots to the playoffs. Um, if Fields plays a little bit more, I think he wins. Defensive rookie of the year, Pat Sertan, Denver Broncos, yeah. um, plus 1,000. I think he's like the sixth, sixth overall for, for the award or like, you know, in the odds. Um, he's surrounded by great defensive backs, so I think he's going to play in the slot. And yeah. just get us so, so, so many picks for Vic Fangio. He's going to put him in the right spot. He's a great defensive mind. And then coach of the year, Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick. Plus 1,200. Third highest odds. Um, yeah, Bill Belichick. He's going to lead a rookie quarterback to the playoffs after they just had a disaster season. Mm-hmm. Um, they might win a game in the playoffs, if not, you know, a couple. We'll see. Yeah. All right. Uh, I'll just go off the cuff here because I just you started doing the MVP stuff like that. I do My, have one more while you think. Go ahead. I do have a Super Bowl champion, and Ooh, it's going to be really the Tampa pretty. Bay Buccaneers, and they're going to go back to back, just go- like the Tampa Bay Lightning <laughs> Stanley Cup. Wowzers! Wowzers! All right. My MVP. I I think he's going to have an unbelievable year just like he did last year. Um, and I think he may bring them to their first Super Bowl. And that's going to be Josh Allen. 
I think I, I don't know what his odds are, but I think Josh Allen could have a breakout year. Um, I mean, he had one last year, and I think he does. He, he plays up to the money he was given. Uh, offensive rookie of the year, I'm going to go with Justin Wilson or Zach Wilson. Uh, I think he plays extremely well, even though the record is not going to show it. I still think he throws for 4,000 yards and plays out of his mind. Uh, they're going to have to score points and finally have a quarterback that can throw the football. Uh, I think he plays extremely well. My defensive rookie of the year is going to go to Micah Parsons. Strictly off of because when I watched Hard Knocks, he was flying over the field and he was. Yeah, he's the beast. favorite. He's a, he's plus, a beast. He was plus 450. He's the favorite. Okay. I think he's, I think he's the best defensive player in the draft right now. Um, him and Sertan are close, but I think Micah Parsons is just a different, a different animal. Um, what else is there? Coach of the Coach. year. Coach of the year. I think it's going to be Kevin Stefanski in Cleveland. I think he could, if they do what they you said and go 12 and five and get to the playoffs and maybe get like a two or three seed, I think Kevin Stefanski could easily win um, Coach of the Year, especially with all his maniacs up in Cleveland. Um, and if it's not Kevin Stefanski, it's going to be. Uh, I, I was tossed up between Kyle Shanahan with the 49ers because I think yeah. they're going to have a monster year being healthy again. Yeah. Um, I forgot the coach's name in Buffalo, but I think he could also be a guy in the running as well. Sean. Sean. Uh, starts with an M. McDermott? Yep, Sean McDermott. I think he. Uh, let's see. Yeah, I think it's Sean this McDermott. This is why we need a stats guy. This is why we need we a stats just... guy. If anyone wants to, you know. I have I have someone. Sean McDermott. Yeah, we're right. There we go. And then. Him, so. um, Early Super Bowl favorite. Chiefs. It's too easy. I think they're still is the it, best. Is it Chiefs Bucks? It's going to be Chiefs rematch? Bucks again. Yeah, I think it's going to be another rematch. Um, which I don't, I necessarily don't really like that. I don't, I don't know if I want that. So I want to see Mahomes at, Brady go at it again? Oh, maybe. I'd, yeah. I think I think I'd rather see like I'd rather see like Buffalo and Green Bay or something Ew. up to that nature. Don't you ever spit those words out of your mouth but again? I think I I do think uh, Kansas City and Tampa Bay are just at a class of their own, and I think they'll both get back and play each other in LA. Which I think if they play each other in LA, it's going to be an absolute just madhouse here in California for that Super Bowl. All right. Well, let's start off the picks. Wait, I have eight. How many do you got? I just have three, and then uh, I have a parlay at the end. You have a parlay. So I will start. Um, I'll do. I, I'll do a parlay, a three-team parlay as well, since uh, you're doing one. So I then I have four, and you have three. So I'll start with Tampa Bay minus seven and a half tomorrow night against the Cowboys. I think Cowboys will actually look better than you think, but I don't think they'll get within seven. Um, I think it'll be a 10, 10, they'll win by 10. Um, I just think Tampa Bay is in a different class right now, and I think they win 35 to 24, 25, something like that. I like it. Um, my first one, I'm going to take the Tampa Bay Buccaneers tomorrow, minus. Four and a half in the first half. 
Oh, wow. First half. Take them in the first half, minus four and a half. We get it done. There you minus go. 110 odds. Minus 110 odds. Um, my second pick um, is going to be the over 48 and a half between Philadelphia and Atlanta. Uh, I think both offenses could put up points, and I think both defenses are terrible. So that spells for just a points fest. It could be 30 to 28, but that's my, that's my plan is it's going to be just – Neither defense can stop a, a, a cold right now. Both defenses are horrendous. So I think it's a, easily an easy over at 48. Okay. My uh, second one, I'm going a little prop action here. And this is for tomorrow night as well in the Buccaneers Cowboys game. I'm going to go Mike Evans' first touchdown score in the game. There you go. About 700. Um, it's Big Mike. Yeah. Get the jump ball from Brady. Honestly, that's another guy that could get uh, close to Randy Moss's record as well. Yeah, I wouldn't. I would not be surprised if Brady was like that'd be a cool record to break. <laughs> yeah, and Mike Evans would be an easy guy to do it with. And then, yeah, first first touchdown. First uh, touchdown. First touchdown. All right. My second pick is another spread, not spread, uh, under over. I'm going with the under. At 54 and a half between Kansas City and Cleveland. I think this will be a lot closer because Cleveland's defense is pretty good. And I think Spagnola at Kansas City dials up some blitzes that could maybe slow down that um, Kansas the Cleveland offense. Um, I still think Kansas City wins a football game, but I think it will not be, I think it'll be closer than people think. I think it'll be a lower scoring game. Uh, so I have the under 54 and a half between Kansas City and Cleveland. All right. I'm going to go uh, with my final just pick uh, for the NFL. I'm not going to go uh, too much into the NFL week one. I want to see kind of how some of the games yeah. play out. But I'm going to go Steelers plus 230 dogs against the Buffalo Bills. Oh, wow. I think the I think the Steelers D and their offense – I think they can pull this one off. And I just think plus 230 is kind of the steal. Yeah. I think it should be a little bit closer. Yeah. All right. I will give – I have – technically, I think I have two more. So, I will give my – I'll just give these two. These are both separate. I have the Rams minus seven and a half against the Bears Monday Night Football. I got the Rams minus seven and a half Sunday night football against the Bears. And then I have the Raiders plus four and a half against the Ravens. More Monday bullshit. <laughs> on Monday night football. I think I got – these are more of like a stick it to Peyton and flip them off at the same time with the Raiders win. So that's why I'm going with those two. Yeah, you guys go ahead and lose money. Tell those. <laughs> um, yeah. All right. Well, uh, yeah, so I have a parlay to finish it off. Three-teamer. I have a three-teamer, so you say yours, and I'll say it. Fine. Yeah, After. I'm going uh, – so I've got Titans minus 155 money line against the Cardinals. I got the football team minus 105 against the Chargers, and the 49ers minus 7.5 against Detroit. That's minus 105. Pays out plus 527 odds. Go bet it. $100. Go fucking slam at home. We're walking away with $500 this weekend. Sterny X. Yeah, there we go. Um, my parlay is 
football team. This is all spread. Football team plus one. Um, Minnesota minus three. Green Bay minus four. That's my three team parlay. I don't know what the payout would be, but yeah, I do. Yeah, text me next time. I'll yeah, get it, I'll get it to you. Yeah, but I got Washington plus football team. I think they do. I think they actually win the game against. Um, I think they have to be for plus one, but I think the Washington football team wins, and then Minnesota and Green Bay. I think they both cover. And those picks are sponsored by Michelob Ultra Superior Light Beer. Great filling, less tasting. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I also have our uh, today's toast to greatness. Oh, what you got? Um, is going to be good old lefty Phil Mickelson made one top ten all year in like twenty five events, um, <laughs> and, and he won was, the PGA. And the one, and he the won P- the PGA. That was it. That was the one. Was the top ten? Was the was the PGA? Yeah. That's all he cares about, man. I yeah. swear, if you go to his Twitter, that's everybody. <laughs> Somebody bashes him, dude. That's all he subtweets is, oh, but I won the PGA. Exactly. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. That's hilarious. Lefty, this one's for you. Lefty. And, the, and that sexy flop shot. Yep. All right. So that's going to do it. Um, go listen. Or, yeah, go listen. Go subscribe. Um, everything, uh, everywhere you listen to podcasts. Also, enjoy watching football can't wait for it we've all been waiting for it good luck to your picks good luck to your teams um good luck to your fantasy fantasy teams if you go good luck to your fantasy football teams Um, 69ers are coming in hot i hope you guys do the same thing me and Peyton are going to do and not move from the couch for the next four days so i won't i'll be in dallas for uh for my buddy's wedding nick rod oh shout out nick rod do what i do and don't move from the couch for 48 hours all right Good luck. See you, Cerniacs. Have a great night.